0: Welcome to Native Calgarian. Today is January 12th, 2020. Welcome. Mich- uh, my name is Michelle Robinson. I'm really proud to be here uh, hosting this this podcast. Native Calgarian is being recorded on the lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. The Blackfoot south of the imposed U.S. Canadian border are the Blackfeet. North of the border are the Siksika, Gunai, and Baguni of the Confederacy. These lands are now Treaty 7. Signed in 1877 with signatories that include the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Stony Nakoda, which are Wesley, Chiniki, and Bears Pond Nations, and the Sutina. I acknowledge all First Nation, Metis, Inuit status and non status across Turtle Island as the keepers of these lands. Oki, Mekochi Chase, Aki, or Red Thunder Woman in Blackfoot. My humblest apologies to the Blackfoot elders and language keepers as I try to learn. Proper pronunciation. I honor the Blackfoot. Again, I'm Michelle Robinson. I was born here in Calgary as Michelle Elliot, a very English name which has afforded me privilege in an English colonial world. My mother is Northern Slavey Dene or Satu Dene, but my Indian Act Imposed status card by the Canadian government says Yellow Knives Dene. My father is so Canadian that I am the daughter of the Mayflower and a daughter of the American Revolution while having an Indian Act and Post status card. I acknowledge my Dene lineage and that I was born in Calgary, but my family is not part of the Treaty 7 signatories. My Dene lineage roots me in the land of the Hare people, also called the Great Bear Lake people in Treaty 11. I am a native to Turtle Island, and my Dene uh, nation is a visitor to this area that we call Clinchotine Indahay in Satu Dene, meaning Many Horse Town, named after the Calgary Stampede. Land acknowledgments are critical to creating a safer space for Indigenous as well as honoring the host as a guest. Any mistakes or misinterpretations will be on me. I encourage questions so that misunderstandings can be cleared up as soon as possible. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous. I just share what I know as I walk down my red road. If you're experiencing emotional distress after anything you hear today on my show and want to talk, the First Nation and Inuit Hope for Wellness helpline Is at 1 855 242 3310. It is toll free, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I also want to encourage if you are a texter, they have a text option. Uh, non Indigenous, there are distress lines in your area too. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian, where you can pledge in support. Thank you to my previous donors for already showing your support to the show. If you value listening and can afford to give, thank you. To those who cannot afford to give but listen in, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com. Send in your comments or questions. We are also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And I have to give a shout out to my super loyal, loyal donors, Adam, Alexandria, Beatrice, Brian, Celine, Diana, Jocelyn, Judy, Kenna, Leah, Marisa, Natalie, Nathan, Phyllis, Rebecca, The Sprawl, Vanessa, Tiffany, and Veronica. So, thanks again for tuning in. Um, I am joined with my husband, Darcy, today because I I want to, yeah, so I think we all, anyone who listens to this show knows this has really become a Dear Diary conversation (laughs) as opposed to, uh, hey, this is what's new and shaken in in Calgary, Um, and I didn't mean for that to happen, but it has happened over the evolution of the podcast, and I might as well just keep doing that. So I woke up this morning, and, um, you know, as I usually do, I was going through all of my Twitter, and I came across a really great um, documentary called Gasland, and we were in the middle of watching that when uh, we started to have breakfast and get going. And I start get going, and I kind of confided in my husband, these things that have been happening... And I said, you know what, can you just be on the show? Because sometimes it's so hard for me to even just talk about it and process. And uh, so I wanted him on the show today so that I had somebody to bounce off of, make sure I was coherent when talking. Um, So if you listen to our last podcast, you would know that I was really excited for uh, that night going to an event called It's Racist Garbage, um, a fundraiser. And it it was to support Michelle Stewart in Saskatchewan, who is um, being forced to pay her own legal fees and to defend herself against saying, "and this is an anti-racism educator," for saying that a book was racist garbage. And um, the person, the author, who wrote the book, is like suing for defamation and lost wages because, um, you know, they worked. They had an active campaign to shut down. Um, opening, like, book signings and and excitement for this book because, you know, obviously it's racist garbage. So um, the fundraiser went really well. It was really great to see lots of allies there. Um, I think I was the only Indigenous person there. In fact, I know I was. And, um, but who was there was a lot of, like, white privileged um, academics discussing, you know, freedom of, Academic speech now, and um, and it sucked because the overall enduring thing I heard was, I can't believe that our own governments are allowing this to happen and our own institutions are not defending us, um, because there were there were different institutions represented there and or I guess profs from different repre- uh, different uh, universities within the city, and uh, you know I I know that here being at the university um of Calgary if you go into any room it's like husky room and you know whoever sponsored it it's that that room (laughs) so (laughs) you know you you don't speak out against industry at the U of Calgary and I just always thought that's why we didn't have a very high ranking in McLean's but you know yeah and it was unsaid but it was but everybody knows but I think that's the crazy thing about being a Calgarian. It's like, oh, we all know. We don't talk about that. We don't yeah. talk about domestic violence. You know, we don't talk about mm-hmm. the negative things of uh, oil and gas. And we certainly don't talk about corporate sponsorship because that's how everything is funded in Alberta. Um, so or we...
1: rampant cocaine use, you know, things like or that. Oh, drugs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah we like... don't talk about that. STDs or addiction. Mm-hmm. The
1: human trafficking through Stampede. What? That's, what? That's Who talks nonprofit. about these things? Right. I You're know. just a Debbie Downer.
0: I, I know, right? And <laughs> I'm, well, actually, I, I have Witch now added to my yes. portfolio, which I'll get into later. But, uh, oh, we're
1: talking about that.
0: Oh, we are talking about that. Um. Anyway, really great fundraiser. Uh, I think uh, a friend of a friend who kind of put it all together, you know, lots of people. Uh, willing to do the donations and such so I actually got a book for my stepmom I know she doesn't listen to the podcast so I'm not too worried about outing it but I got her uh, an indigenous book that she actually got me for Christmas so she's super excited to read it only um, it was in the auction the silent auction so that went directly to help fund this legal case so I put that right in the happy birthday, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wrapped up but yesterday was my stepmom's birthday and I wanted to give it to her yesterday but you know I texted her and she didn't get back to me and I uh you know it was uh really crappy roads all across Alberta oh we should have this quick conversation quick sidebar about five one one. hey Darce
1: and your addiction to it yeah yes well, <laughs> the, and it the did... useless times you tell me when highways are shut down and I'm that's not relevant to anything in our lives.
0: I actually think we should flip this a little more to be a promo. <laughs> a promo for for the effectiveness of 511 on Twitter and getting all notifications. Yeah. Because then I know exactly what the road conditions are like, one, and I know which motor vehicle acc- collisions are happening where. Really, Dars? how many times have I called you when you were on the road and said, hey, are you traveling on this highway? Yeah. And you were like, uh, no no I'm not traveling there at all I
1: can honestly say one time it it, it actually helped yes it did help but You're the welcome, 900 51. other times yeah it's been a huge help to know that some highway 700 kilometers away from me is is having issues
0: yeah well you never know you just you just never know and how many times have I said oh it's a good thing we're not going to BC because you know highway 93 is partially closed right now this is true you know and I honestly <laughs> such a great feature, and I don't know why every Albertan doesn't have 501 Twitter notifications on all notifications set. If you're a politician, do that now, immediately. <coughs> you don't have to be a politician. Just a trucker. I don't know. Emergency worker. I don't know. what, Whatever you do just that's on the Just curious
1: human being.
0: Not just curious. Educated Alberton, Right.
1: Yep, cuz yeah, absolutely, yeah. So
0: my family yeah. has made the accusation that I'm actually addicted
1: to 511. We all know you can quit anytime. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. You're a functioning 511 user. Thank you, dear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that was my sidebar conversation that I now have completely forgotten where I was going, but that's okay. Um, let's get back to We're talking to- about your fundraiser. Yeah, yeah well, there. the fundraiser was successful. Yeah. Um, oh, right, and then I got my mom Her book. Yes. So I'm super excited to give it to her. But on 511, it was clear that Highway 11A had an accident. So I'm like, oh, see, good thing I didn't take 11A. Good thing. Right? Good things. Good
1: Good things. things.
0: Good things. So (laughs) it's a different dynamic when I have my husband on because we know each other.
1: So The inside jokes abound.
0: I know, and nobody knows what we're talking That's about. That's right.
1: Yeah, we for sure for sure entertaining for everyone else.
0: I don't. I don't know. What are they laughing
1: about? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Um. So super excited. I got it that in a silent auction. They had a few other things, and basically they fundraised the goal that they were looking for. Nice. So that made it a really positive event. Um. And hopefully Michelle Stewart knows that you know there are people that are supporting her work and. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like the whole purpose of it was actually, uh, to me, I was there to support her work, but it was very clear the other people in the room were not there to support her work, but wanted to have that discussion and that bigger conversation of um, academic freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and they were very concerned about academic freedom and the implications of that. And I was really disappointed. One of the folks that I thought was kind of an ally was kind of the guy that was like, Well, legally, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hmm, that's really disappointing because he, like, his name is like a Muslim name and, you know, not white. And I was like, really? You out of all people, like, everybody else here is white except you and me. And you're the one who's like the, well, actually, Derek (laughs) kind of guy. His name's not Derek, but, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There was a really good article circling around saying, um, what was it like you know nine nine board games that you can play or nine games that you can play rather than being the um well, actually person, Derek. so I <laughs> I got a kick out of that anyway. um that was good. Update on the Witsuto and rally. Oh so I'm sure I don't know if it was apparent in my last podcast, but I was pretty highly stressed about it. And the reason why I was highly stressed about it, uh, the whole conversation was, um, actually, I don't even know on my last podcast, we had planned the rally yet, even. I don't remember. Yeah. So, we were talking about Wetsuchu in because the RCMP were gathering again, and they had um, mm-hmm. just released the injunction to tell uh, the coastal uh, pipeline guys to go home, basically. Yeah. And... It actually really wasn't even ramped up yet because it was still Christmas holidays. Yeah. So uh, there was nobody there except like, you know, this is the crazy thing about when people give Indigenous jobs in the industry. They have like one Native woman working so-called security at the checkpoint for the company because that's going to be a glorious, wonderful job. And her own people come to the... You know, checkpoint, and are like, yeah. So we're evicting you all. So get out. And uh, and they did it peacefully. Like uh, anyone who's ever followed Frida Hudson and seen her speak, like she's such a, you know, calm, articulate uh, speaker, mm-hmm. really representing her people in a in a direct way. And uh, you know, so she's not mean in any way, shape, or form, but very clearly, like the indigenous woman, the only person working at at the site. <laughs> You know, she's sitting there. And, and this is part of the MMIW issue. Like, we talk about work camps, man camps. Like, you know, they always give these really obscure jobs to Indigenous women. And, you know, it, it's a come or go kind of position. Anyway, it's not a real... It, it just pisses me off the way she'll she'll become a tick mark for their numbers to say see we meet the gold standard for indigenous inclusion in our in our industry so whatever it is what it is um so uh, last week at the time that we did it i don't know if we had planned publicly that we were going to have a rally but there was a facebook event that was made up by the Witsutuan that was that said you know let's honor what happened a year ago with the violence and anyone who listens to my podcast knows we've covered this extensively over the last year. Um, And I will continue to do that until my dying breath, because it's on, I I cannot understand how anyone in this country can go to sleep at night knowing that the RCMP treats indigenous people the way they do in 2020, 2019. Like it's
1: insane to me at the end of a gun. Like, at
0: the end of a gun. And and what, constant threat. Yeah. Constant threat. Yeah. Uh, ha- and how RCMP go to sleep at night knowing that if it's not them, it's their counterpart. Like, you know, when mm-hmm. the Calgary police just shot and killed uh, Robin Fiddler here and here, like literally right behind where I work. Or worked. <laughs> and I'll get into that later. Um, you know, it, it just it makes me want to throw up. Mm -hmm. just just throw up like how how are you okay with that i mean i want to help police um be better but they have their own you know own inquiry and i think this might be a good time to bring up the vancouver police department and the inquiry that was brought up because of the robert picton um you know scandal where they knew they knew indigenous sex workers were going missing they knew it And they did nothing because they were indigenous sex workers. Yeah. So that they were perfectly okay with this. And it it just, it makes me want to puke that they had this inquiry, they had these recommendations, shit all was done about it, and now they just go and arrest a 12-year-old girl for a false accusation of fraud.
1: Yep. By a bank teller. By a bank teller. Who's clearly, like, highly trained in fraud detection.
0: Right, like Jesus Christ! I was so well. Actually, a lot of the Canadians were outraged on this, and uh,
1: were they though, or were they? Was it people who were, are outraged by this stuff were outraged by that? Yeah, I think that's more like the what vast it is. majority of Canadians are like, "Yeah, what do you? Do? They let him go within an hour. Who cares?" I know. Like this, you know, and it, that's the sad reality is most Canadians. Most don't Canadians care. are like, yeah, they they'll trumpet that there's evil things going on in the rest of the world, but. Like, a grandfather can't even open a bank account for his grandchild here without fearing being locked up.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, and if the bank, I'm sure that if the bank had pressed it, they would have went to jail.
0: Oh, I'm sure. And the other thing is, too, is like, but I guess where I was trying to go with the Vancouver police service is that they've already had an inquiry saying you guys are racist as fuck. Um, Just quit being racist. Yep you know quit being sexist all of these recommendations saying don't be fucking idiots
1: don't be that guy
0: don't be that guy and they're still that fucking guy they walk right in and do it again do it again and again and again and i mean and now to make it worse we've already had the truth and reconciliation calls to action come out to make it worse 231 calls to justice come out on the inquiry for missing and murdered indigenous women Oh, dum 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 What's been done? Nothing. Nothing. And Canadians are like, well, I'm just going to go down to Tim Hortons and have my cup of joe. Because they don't give fine. a shit.
1: Because it doesn't impact them.
0: Yeah, I know. So it's like, the... who cares? It just makes me sick. I don't know how people sleep at night.
1: I don't know either. I have
0: no concept of it. So anyway, 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 I didn't want to go there quite yet, but we did. So, and the whole point I was trying to bring up about the Witsu was... Um. anyway we had a big rally and this wasn't um something that i personally organized it was something that was there there's uh two indigenous women here in calgary that uh, started up a new i don't know more calgary page there's a uh, extinction rebellion calgary and mm-hmm. the friday they call it f f4f so like it's basically the climate change kids that okay. protest every Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they can't <clears throat> remember what they call themselves, like Fridays for the Future or something. Yeah, I totally yeah. suck at trying. I know. To, yeah. So it was a joint effort is what I'm trying to say, nice. is that there was uh, actually a, a good group of us that kind of talked about certain things, um, and then, you know, a friend who was a part of the Michelle um, Stewart Fund, she was the one who brought, uh, you know hot tea or some or coffee mm-hmm. for everybody so and and that just kind of came out of the blue organically which was fabulous so um, really happy with how the rally went. I was really grateful that you had recorded made some recordings of it because yep. even though like and and these girls were really thorough they sent out a really nice press release to like more agencies than I would have invited for sure yep. and uh, global came out CTV came out, I had assumed we were going to get good press coverage. (sighs) And if you were to Google, we got zero press coverage. Zero. Uh, Now, somebody posted somewhere. I can't remember where. Oh, I was watching CTV news and they did a quick segment on you. And I have yet to find a clip of that. And usually those clips are shown right away. Mm -hmm. But uh, last night, as of last night, so we had this rally Friday as of last night, which was Saturday night, I still couldn't find a clip of what had happened on Friday yeah. here in Calgary. I can find it all across the country. So if it wasn't for you putting together a video, I'm not sure any proof of it would happen other than the photos that, uh, you know, Alec, uh, we have a few people who are really good at covering different things. So mm-hmm. like um, Albert Wu, he came and took some fabulous photos i would say the nicest ones so um thankfully he did and because of that we have like lots of proof that we had this rally but it sucks because you know everybody already thinks that calgary doesn't uh, show up to these things and we do and then we also had a spokesperson who came um through work, basically, ended up at our, our event, and I'm really grateful she spoke, so, and I'm really grateful you got her, her speech online.
1: You can find the video on my YouTube channel, and it's called Under the Sun, or just type in, like, Calgary Solidarity with Witsuten. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Calgary Rally, something like that.
0: Well, and I put a link in the actual <laughs> event yeah. and stuff, so.
1: And it's all over your social media, too, so.
0: Yeah, I shared it if if yeah. people are interested in listening, but um so so that was good. But I I guess my biggest anxiety and my biggest worry was last year, which I've talked extensively over the year for, last year we had a huge anti counter protest. We had two yeah. rows of cops separating us. And um this year we didn't have a single counter protester. Not one person came out to say you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. Not We're one. Nothing. Nobody. Um, and barely
1: even had, uh, people in the plus 15s and stuff looking. Yeah. Like it was, I think I looked up and saw maybe five to seven people at one time.
0: Yeah. We had one friend, So. one of the people that showed up, uh, he counted 120, um, of us that came. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So, wow. but the police, they were like, yeah, so what, there was like 50 people. I'm like, what, how can yeah. you have 50 people and they have one, 120? Yeah. Regardless. Um, you know, we had we had a small protest in front of Trans Canada, and I think it's significant to do that mm-hmm. there out right, of all out of all places. So for sure, you know, um, my biggest takeaway I hope everybody if that's listening knows is that there is a legal fund, and if you can donate, please do. Uh, that's yeah. that matters most to the Witsutuin right and we'll now. We'll find a link
1: and put it in the description.
0: Well, it's it's out there. It's available. Yeah, you know so. I don't know. I'm kind of at the point where it's like I've shared it <laughs> for a year.
1: Well, you're sure if you just Google, yeah, like they have their own fe- web website, everything. Facebook page. Yeah, everything, no,
0: I'm so. I'm like I I'm not gonna. I probably will end up sharing it again and again and again. But the point is, at what point in time do we're allies? Like I I've had this conversation three times this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, where do I find information? Well, moron, if your Google works like everybody else's fucking Google, all you have to do is go, indigenous authors, indigenous podcasts, indigenous inquiries, indigenous reports, indigenous... Like, everything is available.
1: Well, that's, that, that's the funny thing of that statement in today's day and age. Right? Where do I find information? Right? Well, you don't have to go to a library. Right? Scour through an index of cards, find a book... Go to that set. You don't have to do that.
0: I know. Like you and I grew
1: up Pull that way. your pocket machine and right? start Googling. Right? <laughs>
0: Is your Google broken?
1: <clears throat> Where do I find information? Yeah. In 2020. No,
0: I'm so tired of that question. Yeah. Like, and, and you get it all the time. Right? All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. But that's going to bring up to the, the two things that I, you know, we were sitting around I can I can somewhat breathe a little because I had so much anxiety about the Watsuchoi rally because I was more concerned about the kids that would be there and these screaming fucking morons from last year who were like you fucking dirty squaws you're stupid <clears throat> smudges and they said mm-hmm. everything awful that you could and I was really concerned that the kids would one be exposed to that yeah so I had all this anxiety I actually quit drinking coffee for 2 days before the rally mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I didn't want my anxiety levels high and uh, really glad I did that. But then it turned out it was all for naught. And, you know, and I won't out who it was, but one of the cops actually said to me, well, you know, the elections are over, so there's no political motivation. So that's probably why. And he said to me, out of all of the rallies that they've done, the 60 rallies that he was busy with, um, none of those counter-protesters were coming anymore because why? It's not yeah. politically important to them anymore. There's no yeah. fucking election for them to win, which yeah. sucks in some ways because that means they're so comfortable. They don't even need to counter-protest right now. That, um, for sure. you know. So it just made me feel gross. But I'm glad we didn't have a counter-protest. And yeah. more, more importantly, I'm glad any kids that did come Weren't exposed to that. Yeah. um, Because that's just ugliness. No one needs to see and something that would impact them for life. And I don't want that. Right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you want (laughs) to compare this year's to last year's, like if you find the video from this year, if you go to um, my old podcast, The Jig is Up and go look at the live, there's a video section there. Yeah. I did live streaming last year of the event. Right. Onto that page. Yeah. And just to compare the two, like it was insane last year yeah and like it took uh, the, the the police actually employed a a two barrier system with bicycle cops yeah so they had one barrier to keep the counter protesters away from you then there was a gap in between them above about three feet at times somewhat times sometimes less where then they had another row of bicycle cops and with i think the idea to keep you away from them
0: which we never. But had. you guys never advanced, but they yeah. did. Yeah.
1: But I mean, that's a, and I mean, there was I I think I counted more than a dozen police vehicles in sight. Yeah. Let alone all the ones around the block and in other parking areas and police that were inside the building, outside the like. Yeah. There, there had to be thirty, forty, fifty police officers there last year.
0: Well, and there were so, there were um, like full out riot gear in T C last year. Yep. With um. <coughs> just in case major violence broke yeah. out. Um, and that, that was really intimidating to see full tactical military cops. Yeah. And then to have two rows of, of cops behind you and, and just basically screaming keeping hate coming towards you. Totally. It like, was awful. And then this year, none of that, nothing. So all of that anxiety, I was good. It was gone. Yeah. Regardless, you know, this morning's the first morning. I've been kind of able to breathe a bit and, uh, you know, so we're sitting around the table, and we're talking, and I'm telling Darcy, you know, before I, the rally, so the rally was at 12 30, and before that, I had uh, a doctor's appointment. Uh, doctor's appointment to, everyone knows has been listening to the show, knows I've been sick since October 21st with an awful cough and an awful um, sickness, and uh, so anyway, my doctor's going through all the stupid tests, and one of the tests that she ordered was uh, uh, asthma test. So I had to go to a respiratory place to, you know, do the whole uh, do I have asthma test, and you go there and you breathe into this tube, and then and they record it on the computer so you can watch it, and it's almost like breathing into a regulator. Only there's yeah. no pull when you when because oh, it's yeah, just yeah. air, right? Yeah. So anyway. You do that, and then they give you puffers, and then you wait 10 minutes for the puffers to kick in, and then you do the whole process over again. And they could tell right on the spot that I didn't have asthma, which I easily could have told them, but it doesn't matter. At least my doctor was trying to be thorough and trying to find a test to somehow explain the sickness that I have. So, you know, that 10-minute test, we're waiting, and she's trying to shoot the shit with me. And she's like, so you... oil and gas and i'm like well it used to be used to draft wells and pipelines and you know um she's like oh well (sighs) you know downtown calgary used to be so bustling and now it's not i'm like yeah yeah but it's not from a lack of uh jobs or anything like that like the industry is still going you know hard and well and uh you know she kind of looked at me and we started talking she goes she, this is how she says it to me, because she, she's obviously so educated on oil and gas. She goes, well, a lot of people don't even recognize the regulations that we have. And I stopped her right there. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So before we get into ethical oil and gas, and I talked about how, you know, Fort Mac, they like locked all the Métis in the town hall and bulldozed their house. And then I start talking about all the missing and murdered indigenous women and how I do the vigils in this area. And uh, and I just said to her, like, so please tell me about, you know, ethical oil and mm-hmm. uh, a bustling downtown Calgary at the expense of Indigenous lives. Um, yeah. She said, you know, you seem really excited to see me because uh, she was checking my blood pressure. And she's like, why is that? And so I was telling her about the rally we're about to have in front of TC. And yeah. like she didn't connect it. Right. So. But eventually she was like, I, I've never heard any of this. I'm like, I know. Yeah. They do a really good job of keeping you from having that information. You're told propaganda Absolutely. about our industry. And um you could tell this was something she had never ever heard before. And it and it just sucks because it's like I know as much as my allies think they're helping, they're they're not having these conversations with their tech when they're yeah. at the doctor's. Because if they were then this wouldn't, like, she was almost in tears, right? And I, I'm, yeah. like, literally wearing my sweater that says, you know, uh, missing but not forgotten. Yeah. You know, and, and, and a woman in regalia. It, it was the fundraiser sweatshirt for walking with our sisters that, uh, yeah. you know, went around and lots of people.
1: Well, that, that's the hard thing is, is like, most, most Canadians don't pay attention. And then, what's the number one thing that they always do? Like, what do they do in the Witsudan? Shut down communications first, right? Why is that so vital? Why is it so vital? You shut down any message, right? Like, I know. yeah, they can. They claim it's because they don't want them calling in people to come and help them. And yeah, yeah, I get that. But yeah, but then the why are they shutting up
0: the media? Because they yeah. literally have they a won't media... not in there Yeah, all. and a report just came out talking about, which I know I've shared, I don't know if y'all read it, but it shared it anyway, and it talked about the, um, you know, report that came out showing that the police were ready to shoot and kill Indigenous people in last year's event, which we knew and we were telling people, but dum-dum-dum-dum, Timmy's has to have hot coffee, and I'm more worried about that in my stock prices than I am about you know the fact indigenous people are still being murdered by the colonial state um you know so i'm and anyway i'm trying to have these conversations with people and it's just not getting out there uh, bottom line you know and, and it is uh exactly what you want to hear not what actually is being um yeah. the truth because which leads us into our next conversation um went last night to uh You know, a family friend holds this big feast, uh, Ukrainian Christmas. And I won't mention names because everybody knows who I'm talking about. And anyway, one of the people that I did diversity training for for a fucking year was there. And like, I I just can't believe how people know I'm indigenous. Know Mm -hmm. I talk about racism. Heard me speak for a year.
1: Was part of a diversity team.
0: Still part of a diversity team. Yeah. And uh, actually had the audacity to say to me, you know, I'm, I'm wearing, you know, this is a crazy thing about being indigenous. I'm wearing uh, earrings. Beaded earrings. Beautiful beaded yeah. earrings. Amazing earrings. That I got at uh, Sutina's um, museum <laughs> right in front of there. There's a gift shop and beautiful stuff to buy for anybody Oh I got these wonderful earrings wonderful earrings of Chief Bullhead Chief Bullhead being a sign uh Treaty 7 signatory mm-hmm. um member and for those who do not know it, it's a picture of Chief Bullhead wearing a black hat his feathers are sticking out um and I don't know if y'all know this but Chief Bullhead um survived smallpox and he survived smallpox, and he, but he lost, like, his right eye is, like, the lid is always closed because of smallpox. Like, that was mm-hmm. the effects. Yeah, he survived, but yeah. he lost one of his eyes functioning, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, but I love that picture of him because it's, you know, uh, if you talk to the Sutina, they talk about him being a strong leader, a strong warrior. Mm. And, and I just think that encapsulates in that picture and i i love that picture of him uh so anyway right in my big earrings right like and i wear the biggest most obnoxious (laughs) earrings because they're beautiful and i love them and i'm a proud native so i'm wearing them and i'm denny so you know my cousin anyway (laughs) i'm wearing them proudly this lady knows i'm native knows i'm does anti-racin conversation been a part of them supposedly and it and it feels so frustrating to know that i did that with the district four cops i did it with her and like they went and shot and killed an indigenous woman right away and she actually says to me oh you know i know it's not halloween so i know that's not a witch can you tell me you know and i'm like what She's looking at my earrings. I'm like, yeah, so well this is a, a treaty seven signatory. And she's like, Oh, okay, okay. What's his name? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, for real?
1: The the part that got me is the whole witch thing. Like
0: so wh- we've been talking about the Catholic Church forcing their Christianity, yeah. talking about our culture being, you know, negative, bad, pagan. You know, all those awful yeah. words. And what's the one word she says to me? Witchy. Witch. Witch. witch yeah. yeah. Is that a witch? I know it's not Halloween. Who well, the fuck says that?
1: Well, and okay, so like I, I, so much wrong with that. Like the one thing I keep thinking is I am not an expert in any cultures around the world, except like white Canadian culture, really. However, I see somebody wearing something. I don't know if it's culturally significant or not. I don't you know. I know
0: it. Everyone well, knows. Know, My beaded like... earrings are culturally significant. <laughs> totally.
1: But, like, okay, you pick somebody from a totally weird country you've never, you know, nothing <clears> about, <throat> and you see them wearing a picture of somebody. Your first thing is, are you going to go up and say, is that a witch? Right? Like, th- 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 where does that even come into your brain? Like, I can understand, oh, who is that? I don't know who that is on your earrings. I even understand that because I don't. Not everybody's gonna know who everybody is. Okay. That's fine. But
0: just point out though that
1: (laughs) Canadians
0: are conditioned to believe anything that's not Christian is witchy.
1: Totally. So don't like can't you
0: see how that uh, immediately came out and that we're savages and that we're evil and that we're pagan, right? Like all of the
1: witch. Like I I've never heard anybody ever ask that about any picture on anybody. Anyone who's ever had diversity
0: training ever, ever say something like that to a native. Mm. What does truth and reconciliation even mean to them? Like, here's forced Christian indoctrination where we demonize you. And I use the word demon for a Mm -hmm. reason. And you're going to use the terminology witch to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck you. I'm so upset about it because now I can sit and process it. Because last night it happened and I was just, you know, I didn't want to be rude um, and make a scene.
1: Oh, but but these are the types of people that pro, pro, are prolific throughout police commissions, and th- so they do diversity training. They got that tick mark on their resume. Yeah. But they didn't actually open their ears, listen to a single word said, and they're get the type concepts. of people that are on diversity teams, that are on yep. police commissions, that are on this board, that board, this board. Yep. That infiltrate all of these policy making areas and don't. Get and they're it. like. I did diversity training. I'm a good person now.
0: Well, and that's like the BMO right. thing. So um, yeah. we were talking about the handcuffing of the 12-year-old. This happened at the BMO. And the, so I don't know if you've seen, but I've seen on Twitter, they showed a picture of the diversity dude that they have as the spokesperson. White as fucking white. And
1: yeah. <laughs> Probably hasn't seen the sun in a year.
0: Right. So he's exactly what you just described. Yeah. Is exactly that where it's like, yeah. well, I took my diversity training. I, I and got a certificate. They even used that as an excuse. They were like, no, but, you know, our our uh, we had a blanket exercise and our people are really well-knowledged. Yeah. And it's like, how well-knowledged are they that they looked at a status card and went, this totally is fucking fraudulent. Um, it was actually the grandpa who came up and said, well, and I recently was transferred like $30,000 because that was our band's like settlement. Settlement and so he even thought he was being discriminated against for having any money, let alone...
1: Which I don't doubt that he was. Right? 100%. Like, what's this Indian guy doing with that much money? It's got to be fraud, right? Totally. It can't be legitimate. Right?
0: So angry. So, well, I'm not angry. It just hurts. It's like it's 2020. You're handcuffing 12-year-old Indigenous girls? And so when I shared it the first time, I said think of my daughter because she's 12 and lots of people who listen to this podcast or or know me in real life they know my daughter they know mm-hmm. our daughter imagine sam getting oh. fucking handcuffed
1: well but right. and the thing is is y- oh you my know, god i you, honestly you say you're not angry but the reality is this stuff happens to you on a daily basis right is and that a witch two
0: examples yeah. since friday
1: right and it's like it's
0: sunday morning
1: every so, day you go to an event or you go somewhere you go to the store you come back you, you every day you have a story
0: i know I so at what it.
1: point do you get angry I, right you know? right
0: yeah so you know I, I really appreciate you being on my show thank you for helping me process this because this this is what my husband has to deal with every single day you know and i talk about this in my closing where it's like you know He's heard decades and decades of me bitching about racism and sexism because this is what he sees every day. He like until I had this podcast, I had no place to vent any of this stuff. But now I do. And but even so, it's still filtered because my husband hears it, you know, after I've kind of like, you know, dwelled on it for a while. So like, you know, I'm doing dishes and he'll be like, hey, you're really quiet. What's going on? I'll be, like, exploding over, you know, being called witchy last night or, you know, or someone that they should know. They live on fucking Treaty 7 land. I've done land acknowledgement info with them. I told them where to look for more information. And in one ear, out the other. And who's the witchy person on your earring? Like, the significant warrior. And this is exactly why when we talk about who needs to be on the, the the $5 bill, why it needs to be fucking bullhead, why it needs to be indigenous leaders that were the founding people of this country. Mm-hmm. Because you look at my earring, a bullhead, and go, that's a witch. Then that, one, shows how shitty our education system is. But mm-hmm. two, just that fucking bias, that extreme bias that will always be there by
1: sorry to interrupt but and and the privilege to walk up to you and say that right like the audacity like uh, uh, that's what i'm like i was trying to say like i would never go up to somebody who was wearing something with a picture on it and just assume it was a witch
0: and but you like how
1: insulting but i feel entitled to do that because that's ridiculous
0: she's a white woman talking down to an indigenous woman because she's been conditioned every decade of her life to talk down to Indigenous women. Because yeah, that's and that, a privilege. You know what? And that's like across the country. The way you Absolutely. watch the average Canadian talk down to Jodie Wilson-Rainbow, talk down to mm-hmm. any Indigenous woman. It, like that's what that is. That's totally. that racism that they don't even know exists. Yeah. That is a huge... When they look at me, you can tell the level of respect has gone down and they're level of privilege and their arrogance yeah. has gone up because they think they are literally speaking to a lesser human being solely based off of the fact that they're white and i'm not yeah solely and yeah. and they don't even know they're doing it that's no the it's worst so ingrained
1: part. it's just that is the way it is for them yes like that, that they she i bet guaranteed today she's not even thinking about it because she, she give, did give nothing wrong doesn't give a shit she did nothing wrong there
0: I bet you so, if she listened to this podcast in a year from now, she wouldn't recognize it was her that I'm talking about.
1: Prob- even today she doesn't she'd, have to. And today, even if she listened, she'd go, well, I don't understand what I did wrong. Yeah. I, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I know. So, so like, it's just, it's, so my question, you know, the thing that I always get to see is, like, how do you deal with it? Like, how do you, you just bottle that up and let it sit in there? Because. Yeah. What else do you do?
0: I know. Like, so gross.
1: <sighs> but at least I have you. And at least I have this
0: podcast. Well, and you have a
1: good support now. You do have a lot of good friends that you can yeah. talk to, and well, and people experience that experience it the same every thing, single
0: day. And you, know, um, you don't and have
1: to explain it.
0: No, and that's why being in those those spaces of uh, you know indigenous only, or at least people who understand oppression, you know, that's the gravity of it. Is that then you know I feel like I can breathe a little. Anyway, indigenous have been talking about these issues, sharing our traumas. In reports, commissions, and public hearings just so it can be regularly disregarded no more. Honour the words. Honour the treaties. Listen to the politicians in their policies and platforms. If they do not recognise the marginalised in their budget with gender equity plus, if they are cutting violence prevention programmes and services, education, uh, Indigenous education very specifically, um, uterus health choices, grace uh, attacking gay-straight alliances. Know that your vote to that party is directly negatively impacting marginalized people. Demand that they implement the Truth and Reconciliation Commission 94 calls to action. The recommendations of the Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples, there's over 400 of them. The multiple reports about child welfare reform, and I've done a whole podcast on those The violence prevention programs that now the 231 calls to justice of the National Inquiry on Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Girls, and Two-Spirit. Denying those reports is a form of abuse called gaslighting. Our people are are experiencing extreme racism in the educational, justice, and health institutions with multiple reports that say the same thing. Demand change from election platforms, politicians... If they do not understand colonialism, racism, privilege, and sexism, they literally have zero business running. This should be understood by all parties, local politicians, community organizations, sports organizations. Great article that I said out loud in episode 62 is Truth Before Truth, How Non-Indigenous Canadians Become Allies. Violence is just my everyday reality. Every Indigenous has faced it. That's why I started this podcast to speak freely, without interruption, without tone police, without leadership shaming, without gaslighting questions. Many people don't want to hear Indigenous opinion, but they sure want to tell their ignorance self. Um, These people know nothing about Indigenous, know nothing about colonialism, know nothing about the constant surveillance of Indigenous people, our protests, our vigils, our rights. Just typical microaggressions. People dealing with internalized racism. People who are gatekeepers, survive off the, ga- the status quo. People who are really in their trauma. They stop people from doing the work and depleting the resources or not even showing up to rallies. Internal and external racism is an everyday reality for Indigenous people. How sad I needed a podcast for a boundary just to be heard, but here we are. My hope is my daughter and my family will be proud in the future of us trying to discuss these present-day issues in a way that they can understand down the road. I want to continue putting cultural safety into action so you can create a safer place for Muslims, Indigenous, people of colour, those with a disability, LGBTQ2+. Look at it as first aid for marginalised people. Google cultural safety. There's lots of great picks out there. Internalized racism or lateral violence is another form of violence indigenous and marginalized people experience by the structure of racism imposed on these lands through the Indian Act, Indian residential schools, and other land clearing policies. Um, what is internalized racism? PDF by uh, Donna Beffins. The dos and don'ts for bystander interventions by the American Friends of um, serv- American Friends Service Committee. Like, there's tons of information out there. I know your Google's not broken. Uh, If you witness public instances of racism, anti-black, anti-Muslim, anti-trans, or any other form of oppressive, interpersonal violence and harassment, you know, there's lots of tips out there about how to be a good witness, how to take cues from the person being harassed, how to both be safe, how not to call the police unless told to, because that will just escalate escalate the situation, but most importantly, just not doing nothing. Because silence is dangerous. It communicates approval and leaves the victim high and dry. And if you are too nervous or afraid to speak out, just move closer to the person being harassed to communicate your support with your body. Teach your kids about accountability. If you're experiencing emotional distress and want to talk, talk. call the First Nation and Inuit Hope for Wellness Helpline at 1-855-242-3310 it is toll free opens 24 hours a day seven days a week i want to say thank you to my ancestors my granny my mom of what strength looks like through your example i want to say thank you to my dad for being strong and blunt and teaching me to be that to my stepmom for showing me what a proud culture is through her austrian family her roots and stepping up to teach me to be a proud calgarian even last night I was given another Calgarian a hard time because he had the audacity to wear an Edmonton Oilers jersey. I cannot even, I cannot even. Thankfully, the Flames beat them. <sighs> it's not the point. I'm a proud Calgarian, and it's through my, my Austrian stepmom that she taught me how to be a strong, second-generation, proud Calgarian. I even ran for City Council once. Look it up. Thank you, Darcy, to, yep. you know for producing editing my show top of being my husband my childhood friend father of our child and support down my red my journey of the red road he's witnessed the decades daily decades of racism and sexism um i annoy myself on this podcast i can't even listen to my voice couldn't he, when he was trying to edit the video i couldn't even listen to it it was so annoying to me seriously how he has put up with hearing this bullshit for over, so since we've been together, <laughs> since like 93, Jesus. Anyway, uh, to my child, we are blessed to learn from you daily and we are honored you chose us. You give me daily accountability to be a, be a better, stronger person and most importantly, that accountability to be like, what kind of future are we making for our kids, not just our kids or grandkids and, you know, as the teachings go with Indigenous seven generations, so Anyway, my Patreon account is... If you learned anything... If you thought it was worth my time at all to do the rally... To... I don't know... I don't... Go donate to the win first and foremost. But if you can donate there... And you can donate to Michelle um, Stewart's Fund... Like, these are really important things to me. I have another friend who uh, is um, in a in a motorized wheelchair. Elaine Elaine Lee, if you Google her... Um, she needs a new motorized wheelchair. So there's like lots of places that you can give your money, no question. But if you do choose to give me some, thank you. Um, I, know I have some donors who only give me a dollar a month and that's more than uh, amazing, that's amazing. I know it doesn't cover the cost for my husband and stuff, but sometimes it's just really important to get mes- messages out and for other people to listen. And I know people are listening from all across the globe. I'm so grateful for all of my, all of the folks listening to this podcast. And uh, anyway, if you want to, you can pledge and support Native Calgarian. That's my Patreon account. Uh, Thank you to Adam, Alexandria, Beatrice, Brian, Celine, Diana, Jocelyn, Judy, Kenna, Leah, Marisa, Natalie, Nathan, Phyllis, Rebecca, The Sprawl, Tiffany, Vanessa, and Veronica. Thank you all for signing up. If you did one donation or many and had to quit for financial reasons, please know I support you and I appreciate your support. If you listen, value listening and can afford to give, thank you. For those who cannot afford but listen in, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com. Send me your comments or your questions. We are also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You know, I, I'm really grateful for some of the comments I've gotten from. Um, Okay. (laughs) Reminder. So I actually have been saying this on my podcast for a while and thankfully she's listening in. They're listening in and telling me how to say her, their name. Um, so I love princess Leah. That's how you say her name is Leah. Mm. Yeah. Leah uh, Langier for her comment or for their comment. Uh, if your podcast is a blend of self-empowerment and healing for you, then it's propelled into the sound waves. And I feel them here. And I want to end with a side-eye to those Calgary rabbits. You're lucky I'm not tradish. My beautiful cousin would respond, or you'd be in my dish. <sighs> Boy, they're lucky we're not tradish. Anyway, I need to change that. Thank you for listening to Native Calgarian.